job on the seat selection, Lamar. An aisle, a window, and, and nobody in between. I really do appreciate you getting our flights coordinated. Well, you're welcome, Bill. It was as easy as one phone call, and it worked out just like I hoped it would. You may remember that our last conversation was a short one, and uh, this time I was hoping for a longer chunk of time. It's been a couple of weeks now since we've had a chance to air out some of my doubts and questions, and uh, although I've sure been doing some thinking. What question heads the list today? Well, how do I put this? Uh, I've, I've been thinking over the case for Christianity. Thinking it over intellectually, uh, abstractly, or, or as a real personal faith issue? Well, at first it was just a very arm's length, uh, intellectual kind of curiosity. And now I'm finding myself thinking that there just might be something to the claims of Christ as you've helped me understand them. That is something in this for me. But, uh... But what? But what about all the Christians I see who wear their religion on their sleeves? They're they're always talking about it, yet... When it comes to living it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, when it comes to living it, they just seem no better than anyone else, and many times worse. Uh, anybody in particular? Yeah, well, for starters, there's a guy I work with who thinks he's uh, God's gift to the company. He uh, is always leaving a big Bible out on his desk open, and he puts up posters about various meetings in his work area. He goes to church all the time, and he makes sure you know that. He's even invited some of us to a revival. Boy, I'll bet you jumped at that opportunity. (laughs) Well, I want to go to a revival like I want a case of the measles. (laughs) Anyhow, this guy acts holier than thou on top of all the rest, and yet he's the one who stepped on quite a few backs to become a vice president at such a young age. He's not a crook, but I just really don't trust him, and I don't want to be anything like him. And if you ever took a step of faith at some point... You're afraid you'd be identifying yourself with someone you dislike, sort of uh, guilt by association? Well, I never thought of it that way, but yes, you you may have something there. I don't like the idea of being seen like that or of even being associated with people like that. And there are plenty more examples, too. Do you ever watch the TV preachers? No, sorry. I've seen them for a few seconds every so often when I'm flipping through TV channels, but it makes me awfully uncomfortable. Why uncomfortable? Uh, It's just entertaining to me. (laughs) Well, it's uncomfortable for me because although they're talking about some very important things, it has the same feel to me as watching professional wrestling. You mean that you agree with me that the TV preachers are phony? Like I say, I haven't watched enough to give a very educated opinion. I doubt they're all phony, although I think it's been pretty well proven that some of them are. TV preachers are bad enough, fleecing old ladies out of their pensions, but what about the Crusades and the Inquisition and the fighting between the Protestants and the Catholics in Northern Ireland for decades? Then the list goes on. No question about it. Some pretty awful stuff has been done in the name of Christ down through the centuries. Well, that's my point. If Christianity is what it claims to be, then how, Bill, do you explain all the hypocrisy in the lives of so many who claim to be Christians? Well... I sure have thought a lot about that question, and I get real turned off, just like you do when I see hypocrisy. But before I try to respond to the question, I think we may be better define our terms. What does hypocrisy mean to you? Everybody knows a hypocrite when he sees one. I guess a hypocrite is someone who lives inconsistently with the standard he holds up as the way he and others ought to live. Okay, but if that's what hypocrisy is, failing to live up to the way you believe you ought to live— Well, then wouldn't everybody be a hypocrite, including you and me? 
because none of us measure up to the way we know we ought to live. The word for that kind of routine failure is the word sin. We all sin, but but that doesn't make us all hypocrites. Okay, you're saying that all hypocrisy is sin, but not all sin is hypocrisy. Hey, you're getting pretty good at this. (laughs) I know I fail to measure up to the way I think I should live every day. Uh, Does that necessarily mean I'm a hypocrite? No, I don't think so. Uh, You don't pretend to be better than everyone else. One of the things I've always liked about you, Bill, is that you're so ready to admit it when you blow it. Well, I guess I've had lots of practice. (laughs) Well, haven't we all? So maybe hypocrisy isn't so much a failure to measure up to a standard, but pretending to measure up to a standard when you know good and well you don't? Yeah, I guess you're right. Just because Christians do wrong, that doesn't prove that they're hypocrites. But shouldn't the behavior of someone who identifies himself as a Christian be at least above average? Yes, but remember, professing faith is not the same as having faith. What? Well, just because somebody identifies himself as a Christian, that doesn't mean he is one or that he has the real thing. Well, I don't get that. Let me ask you this. What percentage of people in this country do you think, if asked their religion, would say Christian as opposed to Muslim or Jewish or Buddhist? Oh, maybe as high as 70 or 80 percent. All right, let me ask you another question. Would you have included yourself in that group prior to the discussions we've been having the last few months? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. I think I would have answered yes to that question before I started to uh, wrestle through these issues and my beliefs about God in the last year or two. I guess I don't know where I'm going to end up, but uh, I've learned enough so far about Christianity to know that I'm not there. Well, you're a perfect illustration of my point. There are lots of people who think of themselves as Christians and who go to church from time to time, but who don't understand what it means to be a Christian. They're not real Christians just because they go to church. There's an old saying that just because a mouse is in a cookie jar, that doesn't make him a cookie. Point well taken, but what does all this have to do with hypocritical Christians? Well, the point is this. Maybe some of the hypocritical Christians we see aren't really Christians at all. They just think they are. They profess faith but they don't really have faith in Christ. How fair is it to criticize Christianity for what someone does who isn't even a real Christian? How fair would it be to criticize the medical profession for what some quack did who hung up a shingle but never got his degree or license to practice medicine? Well, again, I see your point, and that certainly seems fair enough. But are you saying that no real Christians are hypocrites, that it's only the false ones? No, of course not. I think most all people, including real Christians— commit the sin of hypocrisy. But if you admit that even real Christians sin and specifically commit the sin of hypocrisy, then isn't that a fatal flaw in Christianity? Actually, the essence of Christianity is not good people leading holy lives to earn a spot in heaven, but rather sinful people finding mercy through Christ. Christ never promised his followers they'd be perfect, at least not in this life. Bill, that sounds like a cop-out to me. It's not a cop-out, Lamar. It's called forgiveness. But you can't find forgiveness without first honestly recognizing your failures. There's an old saying that I personally identify with very strongly. It just says this, I ain't what I should be and I ain't what I could be. But thank God, I ain't what I used to be. I appreciate your honesty and humility. But how do you account for the fact that there are people, for instance, like that vice president I mentioned, who, in spite of his Christianity, may be worse than someone like me who is not a Christian and doesn't even make a pretense of reading and following the Bible or the example of Christ. 
Well, the problem is that it's not fair to compare your Christian coworker to you. Why not? I, I never nominated myself for sainthood. Well, maybe not. But even if he is a real believer in Christ, and if the Bible is true, it doesn't promise to make him better than you. The promise is that he'll be better than himself, better than he used to be, not necessarily better than you. And that's the real test. If you want to find out what a difference Christianity makes, you have to look at the individual person and know something of their history and know something about what they'd be like if they'd never become a Christian, and then compare that with where they are now. I'm not sure if I follow. Well, let's take an example of two guys. Let's call them Bill and Lamar. Well, that's an easy couple of names to remember. <laughs> let's suppose on the 0 to 100 scale of relative human goodness that Lamar is at the 80th percentile, whereas Bill is down at the 40th percentile. Now, Lamar is born to wonderful parents, born with a great disposition. Everybody likes him. Everything goes pretty much his way, and he makes good basic life decisions. He could help people more than he does, but like I say, he's 80% ahead of the rest of the human race. Boy, I like this example so <laughs> far. Uh, what about this character named Bill? Well, character is right. He's worse than 60% of the human race in the way he lives his life, even though he became a Christian a year ago. That sounds like my question exactly. Uh, Lamar looks at Bill and says, I'm not a Christian, and I'm better than Bill. Whatever he's selling, I'm not buying. Sure, that's what most people would say. C.S. Lewis told of a poster in World War II which said, careless talk costs lives. And it was there to warn British people about giving away information that might leak into enemy hands and cost the lives of Allied soldiers. Lewis warned Christians who fail to grow and change that careless lives cost talk. In other words, when known Christians behave badly, it hurts the cause of Christ. But even though Lamar's I'm better than Bill response is natural, it's not really fair. Well, why not? Well, what you don't realize about Bill is that he may have grown up in a bad home. Let's say his father walked out of his mother when he was five. They grew up in poverty. His mother became an alcoholic. Oh, and by the way, when Bill became a Christian a year ago, he was at the 20th percentile. So you mean he's improved 20% in the last year? Yes. Now, Lamar may still be twice as nice, but Bill is making huge strides. I guess that creates a whole new perspective. I really never thought of it that way. Well, knowing more about what goes on below the surface, as God obviously does, makes a huge difference. That's true. There's a British novelist named Evelyn Waugh who was once confronted by a woman about the way his words sometimes wounded people. She asked him how he could behave the way he did and still call himself a Christian. He replied honestly to her criticism and had said something like, Madam, I may be as bad as you say. But believe me, were it not for my religion, I would scarcely be a human being. That's pretty honest. Although I think I may be better than some Christians I know, maybe you're right. Maybe that's not the point. And maybe the Lamar in your example, as well as this Lamar, ought to concentrate more on his own personal improvement than on comparing himself to others who he thinks are worse than him. I think you're right, Lamar. We could all stand to follow that advice. But in a way... I think this whole discussion misses the most important point. And that would be? I believe we're all meant to look, in the first place, not at the people who claim to follow Jesus Christ, but at Jesus himself and the kind of life he led. I strongly encourage you, Lamar, to take a hard, long look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament 
those four eyewitnesses in order to examine the real Jesus instead of the oftentimes poor caricature of him that you see in many of us who go by the name Christian? Hmm. Now that you uh, mention it, I've never really read about Jesus for myself. That is firsthand. Certainly I've heard some of the stories, but I've never really gone to the primary source. I've heard about the Bible in Christ, and I've watched people. I guess maybe I do need to think about putting all that aside and starting over. Lamar, any one of those books would only take an hour or two to read. And if you do read them, I think you'll be surprised at what you find. In the final analysis, the real issue isn't some religious system or group of people. It is a person named Jesus Christ. And the question is, what do you think of him? Well, I know we've talked about the need to come to a decision about Christ, but I guess this discussion is helping me see the importance of focusing on, uh, on the person, Christ, in a new light. Uh, by the way, on the question of hypocrisy, you're going to enjoy finding out what Jesus thought about it. Like what? Well, Jesus often criticized the religious leaders for their hypocrisy. In fact, you could say he blasted them. He said that although they claimed to represent Moses and although their teaching on the law was valid, no one should ever follow their example. Do what they say, but not what they do. He chastised them for always wanting to be honored and grab the spotlight or or for mouthing grandiose public prayers just to show off or for making a big deal about how much money they gave at the synagogue, but then ignoring the more important aspects of the law like justice and mercy. He even said one time they were like whitewashed graves white and clean on the outside, but rotten and decaying on the inside. Wow, and I thought I was turned off by hypocrisy. Those sound like fighting words. How did, uh, how did they respond? Not well. That was one of the reasons they wanted him dead. Well, that's not too surprising in view of what I know about human nature. Lamar, in light of that, let me toss out a penetrating question I heard some time ago. Okay, go ahead. All right, here it is. If you hate hypocrisy, and if you understand that Jesus also hated hypocrisy... Why let an issue that you and Jesus Christ agree on come between the two of you? That is a good question. I don't know the answer. It's just that I've never realized that I might have been criticizing Christianity unfairly. Hypocrisy and a holier-than-thou attitude are so irritating that it's hard not to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. You know, I think that to be fair— you also need to take into account that not all Christians are hypocritical and have a holier-than-thou attitude. In fact, I'd like to think that most Christians aren't. It's just that the ones who are really stand out. Well, maybe, but you're the first guy I've ever met who was dead serious about his faith who didn't make me feel like I was being judged all the time. I feel like I can be myself and, and not be condemned around you. And frankly, that aspect of our relationship is a brand new experience for me. I'm sorry you haven't met more sincere Christians along the way. Thousands of them around the world are sincere enough to die for their faith in Christ in places like China and North Africa. There really are a lot of them and and have been throughout history. People have not only been willing to die for their faith, but to live sacrificial lives of helping others. Countless examples of people who built hospitals and orphanages risk their lives to save others. People I've seen who've gone from a life of boozing and chasing women to becoming faithful and loving husbands and fathers. And the list goes on and on. The more you talk, the worse I feel. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Well, for one thing, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I've been pretty unfair in my sweeping criticism of Christians. 
And for another, I'm, I'm wondering how well my life stacks up to the inspiring kind of lives you were just describing. Well, that brings up another subject. But before we get into something else, I think we are about to be presented with some of that famous airline food. Actually, I'm pretty hungry. I skipped lunch trying to get everything finished up before leaving town. I wonder if they're going to give us a choice. The choice is dinner or no dinner? Well, given that choice, I think I will select dinner. Dinner. 